1: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. And this is the Dean Smith edition, I suppose, of the Pride of West London podcast, only because it's the last ever Dean Smith edition. Because Dean Smith was announced yesterday, Wednesday, that he's gone, not in charge of Brentford anymore. And Brentford fans were like, oh, what the hell's going on here? But we're thinking, hold on a second, maybe this is a new era for Brentford. Maybe this is a positive era. So I thought I'm going to get to the virtual bar, get myself a beer. I'm drinking a beer and I'm feeling a bit jolly. So I'm joined by my mates. And we're all in the virtual bar drinking, chatting about what is going to happen now with Dean Smith. I'm sitting here with my boy, my buddies, my boys. Laney, how you doing?
3: Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, sat here um, trying to scratching my head a little bit, trying to work out where what's next for Brentford. Um, what well, I think we're kind of going to chat about it at great length, obviously tonight. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just how do we feel compared to like when other managers went wolves leaving, we had Univa leaving, we had Carsley leaving, all kind of like got our heads spinning. Um, I don't my gut feeling is that you know Smithy leaving is not as not as chaotic as all of that so anyway yeah lots to talk about tonight and uh, you know see let's see how it impacts Brentford let's
2: let's talk about that in a little bit which I'm looking forward to as well going to the west side of town or the west of the country we have got the Liberal Nick Liberal how you doing yeah I'm
4: good Bill you keep referring to this Dean Smith who he (laughs) <laughs> He's the, the guy that you him.
2: were coating off for years, mate.
4: Yeah, you got you got your wish, you got your wish in the end, Nick. Ah, uh, no, 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 remember I came round. <laughs> I came round. But, but you know, the king is dead. Long live the king.
2: Yeah. Let's so To be yeah. quite honest with you, as soon as you came round, he thought, I'm out of here, mate, now. I'm not having anything to do with this. <laughs> so I listen, the liberal,
4: so, I came back on the podcast on a regular basis and off Dean Smith goes. Cheers, <laughs> Dean. Yeah, Cheers.
2: Exactly. So listen, we've heard that anyway. So you're obviously been pontificating as well. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. And we've got the Robin Hood in the house. Robin, how are you
5: doing? I'm all right, Bill. I'm OK. Still digesting still the news. Not really sure what to think yet. But hopefully this can be a nice, nice bit of therapeutic chat with three other Bees fans where we get to the bottom of the Smith saga, shall we say. I don't know if we're going to get to the bottom of the Smith saga, but you know, we can actually think about where
2: we're going to go, where we come from and all that stuff. But I've just had a little thought. Leeds United, we came back. We were relatively happy with the result. A bit gutted that we let him go late. And like I said to you, you can check it out, prideofwest.london. We've got a radio show we did on Monday night and it covered Leeds, big time as well. Also, Stephen Hunt, we interviewed him as well. Great interview, Stephen Hunt. So prideofwest.london, check it out. We talk about all the Leeds and the moaning and the referee and the penalty and the malpay. All that's there. But the thing that I remember about Leeds is that last time we went to Leeds, We came back on the train and we were so happy and then the following day we heard that Mark Warburton was leaving. So is there a complete and utter coincidence that we go to Leeds and a few days later Dean Smith is gone? Is it a Leeds effect?
4: Leeds like to think they're breaking our team but they're not going to succeed.
2: Look where we are
3: after. I'll say it's a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) That's boring. What's
2: the chances yeah, know, of lady, lady, What's the chance of it being the chances of it,
3: what's of it being to today? 27%, 74%, 74%. 74%, exactly. We so, <laughs> I mean, knew it's going
2: to be 74%. Anyway, so there you go. But Leeds United, you may try and break us, but you can't beat us. Look, we've got loads of things to talk about in this podcast today. And we're going to have a little drink, a little sip. We're going to chill back a little bit, have a little twang. Then after that, we're going to come back and we're going to have a full conversation about Dean Smith Aston Villa, new managers, old managers, and anything that comes to mind. So Dean Smith, he's left Brentford. It happened fairly quickly. Apparently the negotiation took a few hours. That's the rumor that's going around. I mean, obviously there's like, Dean Smith was massive sort of favorites, six to four or something like that. Big, 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 big favorites. And then all of a sudden, Dean Smith went out all the way to 16 to one. And normally, how it works with the bookies, it's like, it depends on how the money's coming in. Dean Smith, the money was coming in, and his favourites. Then the money stopped coming in, and then he went all the way out, and all of a sudden, he came back to 12 to one, and then bang, he was like, red-hot favourite again, and that's when it was all went down. I'm gonna ask you, and we talked about this before, I mean, Laney, when oh. you heard the news, it was quite late last night, about, about 11 o'clock. How did you feel? and how yeah, did it bit, to other I'm a
3: bit surprised actually it, it, it just sort of came out of the blue a little bit and you're right about talking about the bookies um, when, when, when the book starts of the bookies it seems like they put everyone down on the list um, with some sort of really random odds you know if you look at who's Who's in the running for the Brentford job at the moment? Harry Redknapp at 25 to 1 is the same price as, uh, um, as kind Martin. of uh, Dykehausen and the same Martin. price as Warburton. I mean, as if any of those are going to happen. Um, so, yeah, so to start off mm-hmm. with, the book, the bookies kind of get it a bit strange, but then obviously you're right, it's, it's down to where the money's coming in from. So, you know, Smithy was obviously quite a, a favourite in. Mm-hmm for want of a better word, with the fans, so they would have put their money on. Then it seemed like Aston Villa worked their way through their A-list, you know, Thierry Henry, Brendan Rodgers. And I know for a fact that um, John Terry was actually interviewed for the job in his own right. Um, So for, for, for it to go to Dean Smith, Um, is it was was a kind of a bit of a turn up for the books. I thought they probably would have wanted him a lot earlier. Uh, Whether it's a snub for for Dean that he's, you know, he had to wait his turn and he had to wait for other people to reject it. I don't know. I'm not sure he's probably bothered. But um, yeah, it it, it was a very, very kind of, um, it was a, a big surprise late last night. Definitely. I don't think he would be that bothered because it's a job that he already
2: wanted to have always wanted to have um and we know that as well I mean it's interesting because obviously at Resorted we come out there we talk about our sauces our tomatoes our Chinese our sauces our Midland sauces everything like that and we had quite a lot of information coming to us about this whole Dean Smith thing but we just you know some of it we just kind of held it back we sort of didn't deal with it we we, we just held it down because it was it was one of those ones where when you get so much information, it's difficult to deal with. Now, when he was red a hot favourite, everyone was coming up to us saying, oh, yeah, Dean Smith. Then he went out to be less favourites as well. It was very interesting. We got a couple of, couple of calls from a few characters in the Midlands, but there was one turning point, I have to admit, when he was not even favoured, um, we had a contact that actually had very good contact as well, who's got in at Villa, and he just said, he said to us, your, your manager, he, he wants a Villa job. We're like, really, it's like yeah, 100%. But the thing is, he said, doesn't look like he's going to get it because we're going for these bigger names. But he's actually thrown his hat into the into the pot. And at that time, I think there was a, a few little alarm bells that raised, but we didn't put it out there because we think it's best not best sort of the club. We we're just going to Leeds United. We're still flying high. You know, there's loads of rumours flying around. But I think it just goes to show you how you just never know because you know it was actually the. The afternoon after Dean Smith had gone, um, you know, I'm Han Brentford, you know, he, he did the old, good old press release, the, yeah, the press talking about it, and he said, you know, I'm not interested, I'm just here for Brentford, and then six hours later we heard this news, so it shows says, that well, you just never know. Um, well, Dean Smith, I, I don't know, I, I, when I heard the news, I was a little bit shook, as you are, but immediately I just thought, tell you something, there's a few conversations that a lot of us have been having recently. This is not a disrespect to Dean. I think he's wicked in what he's done. But we're thinking, do we need to go to the next level somehow? And has this given us the opportunity to do it? And if you sack him, you sort of think, oh, no, it's not right. And it's not right for us to have done that. But he's given us the opportunity now to do that ourselves. And it's for Brentford to actually make and take things to another level.
3: Rob you know, Robin, I'll ask, I'll ask you the question. You know, I think Bill just touched on it. There was the fact that, you know, serendipity is that you know Dean Smith has decided to go. We've not sacked him. We've not, we've not made him go. The decision has been sort of it's been airdropped on us. Um, in, in in the circumstances, it could have been a lot worse, or could it? Could it have been better? Or you know, how, how do you see it?
5: I don't know it's, diff- it's difficult to judge it um, based on what could have happened. Uh, I, I I'm of the opinion that, I mean, d- Bill touched earlier on the fact that he sort of said uh, a week ago he's not interested in the job. He's not had any contact from uh, Villa. Uh, he loves Brentford. He loves working for the club. Um, I'm of the sort of the opinion. I mean, that everyone says that, don't they? Before they it seems, it seems before they move to another club, before they move and uh, move on to their next chapter of their careers. Uh, if he'd have come out and said, um, yeah, I think Villa's a great club and I'm really, really interested in it, then we'd we'd have had a very, very different week in the build-up to Leeds United and afterwards. Um, I think it definitely could have been uh, less sudden. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't really know what to make of how it could have been. I'm just a bit sort of, it's just a bit sudden, really. But But saying that, just quickly...
2: Yeah. And of a sudden. I mean, I think, and and again, I did an interview on um, TalkSport Two the other day, which we might put up if we get a chance, for bits and pieces. But the one thing I've said is that I, I've got to give Dean Smith props. I think he's a very good manager, and he's he's really done good for Brentford. A lot of people might say, "Oh no, but he's left, he's all but It's like, no, he came into Brentford. We were, I wouldn't say chaos, but we were in a bit of pickle at the time. You know, we had the old school Brentford, you know, the Harley Deans and the old school sort of Warburton crew that were there. And then we had the new school, Brentford, that had come in and they were trying to make their mark. We had dressing room politics and we had Taki going on strike and we had young players trying to play that, that were struggling. And we went on runs of losses. There's all sorts that was going on. And he just came in and shut up and just dealt with it. And he got us on an even keel. And I've got to say, you know, I'll tip, tip me out to you there, you know, to t- Dean. We've got to, you know, you've got, you've just got to give him props. And he's mm. instead of the shit. Yeah, I, I, I agree.
4: Bill, let's get real about this. The man has probably doubled his annual salary overnight. You know, for, who who wouldn't go that? He talked about his dad being a steward at Aston Villa. He obviously has a lot of affinity for it. I worry about him, though. I mean if if as you say they interviewed john terry for the job i mean i read in the newspaper today that the reason they didn't offer john terry the full time job was john terry didn't have an a license that you need to be able to to manage a championship club he hadn't got his a coaching license true so mm. Dean Smith is is third, fourth choice and that's that's I worry for Dean as a as a person because but as you that, say, well, I think I'm, he's done a lot good at Brentford. He's come in, he's he, he he sorted out what was a difficult situation, he calmed the ship, and now sort of Villa have come definitely waved a large check in his face and <laughs> like, you know, I don't don't diss the man for wanting to take it, but he, he's gone into a nest of hornets there as well, by the sounds of it. I mean, look at the tweet that the chairman put out today. Um, well, no, chairman. The ex-chairman, ex-owner, whatever he is, I can't remember, the Chinese guy. He put out some sort, form of tweet welcoming John Terry
2: to the club. Didn't even mention Dean Smith. Well, yeah, you this know, is, Dean Smith is the manager. Listen, Liberal, but, you know, this is an opportunity. And you, Dean Smith knows what he's walked into, and he knows that, OK. Yeah, the the club is obsessed with big names. They think that Aston Villa have to be associated with big names. And to me, my sort of reading the situation is, I believe that Dean Smith obviously wanted a job. He's gone there with his agent. They thought, how are we going to get this job? Villa are just obsessed with big names. John Terry's just flying around there somewhere. It would not have surprised me, and this is just me thinking, pontificating here, if... Dean Smith's agent, who's done a really good job if he's done this, he's gone, hold on a minute, rings up John Terry and said, tell you what John, why don't you come in and you could be assistant to Dean, we'll all go in together and we'll do this, you're the big name, Dean Smith, and you've got that, and and fine, and they've gone to Villa and said, here's your name, here's your head coach, and Villa have gone, this is brilliant, so that's why you can see all over the BBC News today, it was all talking about John Terry and not about Mm. Dean Smith, he's got his gig. His agent's done a really good job by putting the three together and putting mm-hmm. him out there, but the irony now is six hours later. Of course, you've got the O'Kelly coming from Brentford, and all the press are going, "Hold on a minute, this O'Kelly guy is is number two. So, so what's John Terry doing? So it's like you could see it's all been sort of.
3: Mm. See, I, I I kind of disagree about. I think I think he's got off on 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 very shaky ground there. It's uh, you know. It, it, either he's number one and O'Kelly's number two or he's number one and John Terry's number two. And it's always going to be seen as, you know, in the same way if we take the piss out of, you know, um, Frank Lampard's derby, this is going to be John Terry's Aston Villa. It, it, you can see it and he's going to be looking over his shoulder the whole way. And it's not our problem anymore. You know, to be honest, you know, he's made his decision. Who who really cares? But, um you know, I, I, I just think that he, he's gone to his dream job and I think he'll be undermined from the very get-go. I think John Terry is not to be trusted and I think he'll be looking for the job. He he, 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 he was probably feeling snubbed that he didn't get the chance and he's probably thinking, who the bloody hell is this Dean Smith coming in here and getting the job above me? I've got to wait my turn. And I think I I, I just don't see it. Um, I think either he's being, for want of a better word, groomed um, or, um, you, know, it's, it's, it's gonna be, you know, Dean Smith's going to be undermined? There's a huge weight of expectation on his shoulders. People will,
4: be mm. go, people will be going along to Villa Park at the next home game and they'll be expecting to see Aston Villa play the Brentford way. And the Brentford system, no, these big clubs, big clubs, inverted commas, still don't understand our system. They don't, Dean Smith was a big cog. But he was only a cog in the system that works for Brentford. He won't be able to transform the team overnight into playing the silky, attacking, um, exciting football that we've watched. Villa are a bit ponderous. Um, they, they need two good centre-backs. They need some, uh, uh, some uh, uh, galvanising up front. They are they are a team that will not go up this year. They'll, you know, I think what Dean will do is he'll keep them up the top of the near the top of the championship. But I doubt very much whether they will get automatic promotion. And there will be some bigger name manager along in the in the second half of the, se- in the at the end of the season, and off Dean will go.
5: Yeah, I think th- I think Dean Smith's walking into um, a a very difficult position. Um, he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders to get Villa playing the Brentford way because I think their fans will expect immediate. Sort of changes and very, very quick changes, as will their, um, their higher-ups. Uh, what I also think as well is that what you've got to remember is it's difficult to turn down that job, but also the, the players that are there, I, I mean, I can't speak for all of them, but I reckon they've got a bit more of an ego about them, a bit more of a sort of big club, big player, big wages, premiership sort of ethos. So that's going to be, I think that would be a real challenge for him. Um, and then, as Laney alluded to earlier, which I completely agree with, with John Terry sort of there as the, the poster boy and as the show boy with Dean Smith as maybe the goods in the back, I think it might have a detrimental effect. I think it's a very, very difficult position for, for Dean Smith.
3: I, I, I also think that actually Dean Smith's probably got a good chance of, of getting some success this year. I think um, it's almost like Aston Villa have been held back. I, I don't think Steve Bruce knew how, how to play. Um, and I think they it's a very talented squad and set up in the right way. They're capable of being, you know, being very, 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 very promising. And uh, yeah, I, 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 it's going to be fascinating to see if he's got if he's got the wherewithal to kind of do what he did at Brentford somewhere mm. else.
2: Uh, see, so I actually agree, disagree with the liberal. I actually think that you know, as Lonely said, I think um, Villa have got some very, very good players. And I think Dean Smith is gonna go there. He's not a director of football, he's not anything else. All he needs to do is coach them. And I think that, you know what I mean? funny, these players, decent players, you know, you've got Codger, you know, you've got, you've got some very, very good players there. And I think that he'll actually get them to play football. And I think we're kind of getting a little bit wrapped up in, look, Brentford's got this whole system and everything like that, which is kind of cool. However things may fall down in the background, that's a different story altogether. But if Dean Smith concentrates on getting them to play football, um, I think that, I mean, they were they were quite close last season and I didn't even think they were very good. They got to play a final and I thought they were average. So if he gets them mm. being a bit more than average than they were last season, they could be there, especially as this league is so close. Robin?
5: Yeah, um, I think what I was saying, I've talked about Dean Smith going into a tough job. Um, he's proved that he can do it before, where he's walked into a club in a bit of disarray uh, when he came to us. You know, this is post post Warburton, the Dijkhausen debacle, a new system, um, a new sort of ethos that wasn't quite sold to the fans yet players that really didn't were mismatched didn't really know their position at the club so he's do, he's proved that he can do it before, but this is on a whole different scale with a bigger club with a lot more expectation so I think I think he's definitely got the capability to do it um, at, do the business at Villa, but I just think it's a hell of a lot of pressure on him
2: it's interesting because obviously. And you can see the difference in, say, size of the, of the club. Aston Villa, obviously, they've you know I think they've never been out of the Premier League before. For now, um, so the size of that club. You look on the newspaper headlines. All of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. It's just like Dean Smith. His name has been elevated just in one day, just from actually taking that job. Now uh, you look at the headlines, and all of a sudden, everyone wants to have a say on this. And it's interesting to see what other people's points of view. So you've got Charlie Adam who's the Stoke midfielder, and he actually believed that um, Aston Villa had made the wrong move in taking Gene Smith, which is very interesting, because if you listen to a lot of the other pundits, when he looked like he wasn't going to get the job, like, you know, people like um, uh, uh, you know, people, um, the other pundits out there, he's turned around against them and said, actually, you know, he should be going for the big fame. Aladice and Moyes, Aladice and Moyes, which which Allardyce. I think is quite interesting because it, this is what they expect Aston Villa to do. So uh, I don't know. I mean, Lady, do you think that actually Villa have actually kind of cut a move?
3: Yeah, poss- possibly. They, they've certainly they've certainly bought into kind of um, social media. They, 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 they've listened to what people are saying um, on, a, on a wider on a wider scale. And they, they seem to have made a decision eventually um, that 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 a lot of pundits are thinking is a is a is a, is a really good intelligent proactive move. Um, we we'll just see, you know. As I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's, it's Dean Smith without the the Brentford and without the DLFs and without the scouting and the recruitment and all the all the stats and without all the things he didn't have to do at Brentford, you know, they, they, they appointed the new director of football at Aston Villa yesterday as well. So it's just seeing how all that comes together, you know, really, you know, you know, I'm thinking about how this affects Brentford more than, you know, how he's going to get on at Villa now, you know, I know, I know we're talking about it, but I'm just thinking, like He's made his decision. Um, I'm a bit disappointed that he has gone, but I, again, I'm equally, I'm really excited as well. I want to know what, what the next phase is for us. I got I got complete trust in the decision makers at the moment, um, and it's it's really it's a, it's an opportunity, and, and and I and I think I do honestly think hand on heart that maybe maybe Smithy had taken us as far as he he, he probably could. I, I just maybe maybe he wasn't the guy to take us to the top flight. Mm. Um, it's, you know, just, you know, as, as Nick said, "King's dead, long live the king."
2: And and if you check Misfit.com as well, I just wrote knocked up a quick article today, which is sort of to that sort, you know, to that sort as well, which gave props and tipped me hat to Dean Smith for what he's done for taking us where we are. Mm. But at the same time, interestingly, talked about the fact that, you know, you know, we we've raised our bar so high now, and you know, we need to raise it higher, and was he the person to take it to that next level? I mean, what I would say is. Listening, you know, to what other people are talking about. I mean, I don't know if you listen to, there's a podcast called Not The Top 20, which which deals with, um, well, basically all the clubs not in the top 20, so all the championship clubs. And George and Malley, they do this this podcast. Really good, really, really knowledgeable, properly knowledgeable guys. Really nice set of guys as well. And uh, check out their podcast a couple of weeks ago, where they're one of the few people or one of the early people that gave Brentford props. So when they did their show on Sky, they got a little show on Sky, an EFL show, and they get Brentford props, and everyone, if you check it on Facebook, everyone absolutely coated them, saying, what do you know about Brentford? What do you know about football? Talk about Brentford. You're jokers, and this, that, and the other. And they laughed about it, saying, our, our, our props for Brentford didn't go down particularly well for most of the football league. you know." So that was quite interesting. Um, but like I said to you, they're, 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 a, they're a good set of guys, But and they they, they gave us, they said, Brentford... They're gonna go up this season. They're, they're one of our strongest bets for it. But a few games in, we'd lost to get Blackburn, we'd lost against you know, drew against Aston Villa. And they were said, Dean Smith, you know, they've got a great set of players, but Dean Smith, we're not sure if Brentford have got the elite manager that takes them there. So we, we, we think he's a good manager, but is he the, the next level manager? So all of a sudden these conversations were happening with different people. What you've got is the old people that knew nothing about Brentford, i going. Yeah, Dean Smith is brilliant, but like three week months ago, they didn't even know who we were. Whereas the people that always knew about us have kind of moved to the next stage. Go Brentford are brilliant. However, maybe Dean Smith is a good top ten type manager, but is he a good top two manager? Liberal. Do,
3: uh, do, do you think as well that? Um... Do you think as well that the like the Brentford's like the the sequence we're on, we haven't won for a few weeks now. Do you think that's linked to the rumours and the kind of like the the kind of question mark that's been hanging over the, the manager? And you know, obviously the, the 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 players are the first ones to pick up on this. They they that they know what's going on before the fans do for sure. Do you th- do you think that's played a part, Bill?
2: Personally, I don't think so. Not at all. Um, it, it seemed to me very much um, business as usual, you know, the way that we were playing. At the end of the day, we were Brentford as usual when we let in the goal from a header at Leeds United. You know, Blackburn, it was just a bit... You know, I don't think the players picked up on it at all. I think that it was more a case of Brentford go on runs and then they go on opposite runs. And we were on a Dean Smith sort of kind of five six seven match oh we can't quite win quite run and i think that's kind of what it and it'll be very interesting to see aston villa when they have to deal if dean smith has a run where he doesn't win for seven or eight or nine matches and to see because you see that they explode would be they don't win two
3: or three matches so that'll be very interesting to see i think we ought to start talking about where we go next in i think because um that's that's really the crux of this now you know it's the the old adage it is what it is, and it is that we are we are um we are with a caretaker manager at the moment so uh where do we go from here bill I mean
2: I mean where do we go from here I think before we ask where do we go from here the one thing I'm gonna to have to ask the question and we'll go around the table here is we have got Dean Smith at Aston Villa and that is we all say okay fair play to you you tip your hat to him but you've got to hark back to the days say for example when Uwe Rosler went to Wigan he's gone to Wigan and he's gone okay see you at Uwe Rosler and then boom next minute he's come in and he's tried to nick Forshaw he's tried to you know he's tried all these little tricks the question we're going to, have to say is that Dean Smith going as a person may not affect us as such because whoever's going to come in we'll talk about that in a bit may be brilliant to take us to the next level however who do we think Maybe that Dean Smith might come in and nab from us because we don't know. He, he may have a clause in his contract which doesn't allow him to do that. However, let's just assume that's not the case. Liberal. Yeah.
1: Well,
4: uh, a. How much money do Villa have? I mean, I know they got taken over in the summer, uh, having had a wind up order put put on put on them. Um, but that was under the previous regime. They've got some new owners. I don't know how much money the new owners have got to throw around. I can't imagine this new management team and the sporting director, et cetera, will, will have been cheap. Um, and I think it depends. Well, Phil Phil Giles is, uh, um, sorry, Rasmus at the uh, fans forum tonight said that um, we'll look, depends where we are in the top two or top six in January as to, what, as to which players we sell. I think we can all speculate. We can all guess. We we just don't know. I reckon that if we're in if we're in the playoffs in January, players will want to at least stay until the end of the season with us, and they won't necessarily want to go to Villa. They'll want to go on the ride on Brentford.
3: I think I think Romain Saïs is the you know the the clear yeah. the, the clear one there. That you know um, Romain followed him from Walsall to Brentford. I'm sure he'll. Jump at the opportunity to follow him from, from Brempton to Aston Villa. You know, just uh, that's that's a clear that's a clear obvious uh, player that you know his, his time is his time is ticking down now. Um, you know, you, you would say Rico Henry as well, probably, but he's you know he's he's, he's not fit. Uh, hopefully, Aston Villa will pay the remaining money that they owe us for Scott Hogan before any of that happens. Mm-hmm. Um and there's you know there's obviously Neil Moore pay, um there's Ollie Watkins there's there, there's 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 numerous players within that setup that that Dean Smith's quite you know he, he's, he's well versed on knowing where contracts are up for negotiation um where where players are more likely or less likely to, 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 to sign or resign um obviously you've got Barbay, you've got you've got You've got you've got all kinds of players there. Well, um, you know he, he, he could come and plunder. So it, it's going to be it's going to be fascinating, and, <laughs> I, and there will be no clause There will be no claws because you know Brentford Football Club at the moment are a selling club, and you know if someone someone's going to come and offer us you know big money for players that we'll we'll sell them to sell them to anyone, including Aston Villa.
4: Uh, at the moment we've always been a selling club the one name you didn't mention there actually and I referred to it earlier because i think villa do have a problem is at center back and you know i can see i can see him coming in for somebody like mepham as well in no. general no, no. i
5: know. Mep- so, mepham will no. not go to anyone outside the premier league well you said yeah. that we said that but we said that about jota and you know it's all I, right, I, I think
2: hotter and mepham are in two different scenarios yeah, two you, different know, different hot leagues. Hota, you know Meppham, mepham wales young spoke to his old man he said he's really happy where he is he probably mm. knows that if anything Man United have probably got his eye on him more than you know yes. Huddersfield or Aston Villa this is no Absolutely. due respect to Aston Villa the one thing that we do have to think about though is that if Dean Smith knocks him into shape a little bit because you know that all you need is three or four wins to get yourself from 15th place to 6th place or 4th place All of a sudden, if you've seen Aston Villa at fifth or fourth or third going into the next transfer window, that's going to change a lot of things with a lot of players in this league and a lot of players at Brentford, I think, as well, because they're going to say, oh, what do you reckon, more money, oh, Aston Villa, Dean Smith. Coming back to it as well, Romain Sawyers, what Laney said a bit earlier as well, I think you've got a very good point with Romain Sawyers. Um, He bought Smith, Smith bought him from Warsaw, good player great player sometimes we think he's too good for Brentford because he, he's too clever he's like two or three steps ahead no disrespect to the players around him I'm just saying that sometimes it's going kind to of happen. and maybe Dean Smith thinks oh with more money and you know more players and then my firepower might do it but also what is a little bit interesting is that um, his agent as well um, and, we, and we chatted to him but his agent also was an agent that was involved in bringing I think Two, if not three, of the players to Birmingham City on the last day of the season. So it's a kind of here we go, opportunist, Let's go. So I'm just, I'm just sort of thinking, is that... he's built. Bill, Bill, Bill. Who, who's agent? as Sawyer's. Sawyer's agent, right? Yeah.
4: Okay. yeah.
5: So yeah, yeah. I, 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 second things, uh, but I, I would be very, very surprised um, if, come the first of February, remain Sawyer's is still a Brentford player. Um, I think Malpe Malpe will have his suitors anyway, because of the goals he's scoring, and Meppen will have his suitors anyway because of um, the uh, performances he's been putting in and his uh, talent relative relative to his age. Um, but I just think remain Sawyer sometimes goes a little bit under the radar with some of the bigger clubs, and someone like Dean Smith, who brought him from Walsall and who has worked with him for the best for most of his career, should we say? Um, will know a bit more about what Soyuz can do. So I think Soyuz is the main... In summation, Soyuz is the main person. Um, and it's interesting that we didn't mention Josh McEachran in any of this. Smith brought him in as well. Different, Maybe different sorts of um, scenario, but McEachran's been improving recently.
3: i will be quite happy for him to take McEachran to Aston Villa. <laughs> really? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I'd...
0: I'd... John, yeah. T- no, no, t- 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 t-
3: I don't, I, don't, I don't think we ought to sort of, you know, expand on that. But I, I just think, you know, of, of, of all the players that you know w- we we could lose, and we're going to get big money for Josh would be a good one to get rid of. There you go. John, John Terry
4: probably knows my so, I so, mean, yeah, so you maybe you, made me, you made me feel a bit depressed. I mean, because we could, you know, we could afford to lose. We could afford to lose Woods. Can we afford to lose Woods and Sawyer's in the course of a season? Mm-hmm. That 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 worries me.
2: Again, it's all worrying, but also the other thing is, and again, I'm not saying we want to lose any of these players because I think we've done very well to have gone through this last window, pretty much not losing anybody. We we lose Woods at the end of it because it was a fake window, you know. Mm. But in effect, we did pretty well. Now, the question that we have is that we know again, there seems to be a bit of a problem where we still seem to be a bit overloaded, you know, uh, you know, and would lose, you know, would losing another player or another couple of players, but also getting good money for them, actually help Brentford out. Because we've had these situations before, you know? We, you know. We've had Scott Hogan go before, and it's like, oh no, we got the money for it, but it's also helped us out because it's brought players through, got us to play a different style of football. And all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put a little bit of a positive light on this to say, mm. if Dean Smith goes and all of a sudden he bring, takes a couple of players with him in January, and we actually I, get paid I, for them as before feel, we're not going to, is it going to help feel. us out?
3: Reel yourself back a bit, though, mate. We we need to get we 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 need to get between now and January. There's yeah. no tra- there's no transfer window at the moment. Dean Smith cannot take anyone as things stand. We need to talk about what happens next. How how we keep this season going. How we need to kick on. How we need to get back to winning ways. How we need to just forget that Dean Smith was here. How we need to just carry on as if all of this has never happened because that's that's the way it has to be. We've stopped winning the last few weeks. We're still in with we're still right up there in the in the shake up. We need to now kick on again. How's that going to happen? We can talk about players leaving again, but that ain't going to happen for another three months. So, we need, we need to, we need to crack on. So, we listen. To, I mean, who's, who's the guy to who's who? who are the people going to do that for us. Right,
2: so, players leaving, players coming. Brentford's in a state of fucks, but still, we're doing all right. So, next few months, what's going to be happening with Brentford? Who's going to be leading us forward? We're going to talk to that after this twang. So, Old Brentford, New Brentford. Dean Smith is now Old Brentford. We're talking about the New Brentford. Who is going to be the man to take Brentford to the next level? Or at least look after us for the next few months until we get a new head coach. So, we're looking at the odds. It's interesting how the odds went up and down and all over the place. You know what I'm saying Dean Smith was in and he was out. But the latest set of odds who's going to be Brentford manager. Obviously, Thomas Frank red hot favourite I think he's like 4-1 to one on then we've got Dimiteo 72 mm-hmm. Nathan Jones the Luton manager at 12-1 Danny Cowley uh, one of the characters and he's a proper character as well from Lincoln 16-1 to one. Um, this is funny Moyes in that 16-1 to one as well <laughs> popping down to Griffin Park you've got Appleton the old Appleton as well he kind of paired here and there and everywhere and he's at Leicester last time 16-1 to one. Carvajal which uh, I think the old are uh, chums, which every Wednesday might have a word about that. Popped off to Swansea, and then he's now popping off nowhere. So 18 to 1. Rui Faria, as well, who's Jose's assistant manager, who resigned quite recently, who, ironically, actually, all the Billa fans were going, ah, oh, we need someone ho-profile like Rui Faria. He's ho-profile because he was Jose's assistant manager. You know, just like... Um, What's his name? The Derby Derby. Derby it's not Derby manager. The Reading manager now as well. That's his yep, name? It's right. that. hey? No, no, Clements. Yep, Clements. Clement, Clement. You know, he Clement. was the assistant to Jose somewhere as well, wasn't he? At Real Madrid. He was assistant. He, I think he picked up the bibs in the exactly. yes. training. You know, what just like Tom, John Terry's going to do with uh, mm. Dean Smith, yeah? Yeah. Mm.
5: Unless he the takes out Bob the kit, man.
2: Hello, right, John. John, could you just put the cones over there to the left,
5: please? You know. Milk and two sugars, please, John. It'll be interesting to see
2: how that John goes ter- down. John, ter- John Terry puts nothing to the left.
3: <laughs> so um yeah, I'll be oh, um, John Terry jokes. I don't know. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. Actually,
2: we're coming back to that. I think Who knows? you know, as uh, the Hayman has said, I think this has come back to haunt you, Laney. You and hey. your John. You and your John Terry jokes that have gone through, and the John Terry mum jokes that have gone through all the way down. John Terry actually took that job of Dean Smith. Just to get back at you, says the Hayman no, says. I
3: don't know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, there John, you go. Uh, John Terry's mum's probably very pleased tonight. Oh, I uh, think John I think there's not, John Terry I think uh, those jokes yeah. have got to go out the window mate. It's all finished now. That that's gone with Dean Smith, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, we move on. Um, interestingly, and it makes me laugh, there's a few ex member managers in there. There's Mark Warburton. And also, Bill Dodgin, both uh, <laughs> you know, in a twenty to one.
3: Steve Bruce at twenty to one, slightly flawed one of those.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's you know. But listen, you know, it, just don't spoil a good good joke. Um, Steve Bruce at twenty to one as well. Alan Pardew, thirty three to one. And Rainier thirty three. And <laughs> this is one which I thought, I thought was brilliant. Marinus Dykhuisen at thirty three <laughs> to one. Would you put a five on him to come back?
3: Harry, Harry Redknapp it? was down there. He was. He was on the list that I saw earlier. As yeah, so. like, if anyone in their right minds is going to hire Harry Redknapp, let alone Blooming Benham. But we said Some that before, you know. Look at Birmingham did. It was just brilliant. It was just the best. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. That, but that was. Br- yeah. That
2: was brilliant. That was just superb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so look. I'm just going to say, lads. Looking at that list, is there anyone who takes your fancy? Well, of the of the random list or actually
3: the realistic list. Well, that's well, people are putting money on that, so that's got to be a realistic that's, list. I can't believe they are. <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, I can't, I can't believe that. You know, it's like saying that Dean Smith's going to be the next Brentford manager. It's just like you know, it's not going to be Steve Bruce, is it? He's, he's not going to come to Brentford, and, we, and we, you know, we anyone that knows anything about Brentford knows that you know he's not going to be hired. So. You can scrub pretty much all of that list. There's only one name on that list, or two names on that list, that stand any chance of Which becoming the next manager. Well, obviously Thomas Frank. You know, he, he's he's the he's the clear clear favourite. You you we've had we've had conversations in the pub. I fancy Frank de Burr. but you know it, that's not that's not going to happen either. You know that that's not the way we're going to do our business and recruit. We've been We've been sort of training the next Brentford manager, I would imagine, uh, for the last two years, and, uh, and and I think it will be Tom Frank, and I think it will be you know probably Kevin O'Connor is his assistant, and Kevin Connor will be the the Brentford manager that replaces you know Frank when when that time comes around as well. So you know let's let's not forget we're we're we are planning one two three steps ahead, and it shouldn't it shouldn't surprise us to be honest, and we
2: are planning one, two, three steps ahead, but I think this could be quite interesting. And, and again, this is, comes from no knowledge or anything like that, but it's just a little bit of thought. I have to admit that when Thomas Frank first came in, we talked about it at Besotted quite a lot. We've got a lot of Danish sources, so we started to put our information out there. Who is this Thomas Frank guy? And also, that, like I said to you, the thing that I found really peculiar was the fact that Thomas Frank had come in and he was number two to Dean Smith. Now, this guy, Thomas Frank, wasn't no chump. He was manager of Bromby. I went to see Bromby play um, FC Mission when I went out to, um, I went to their ground. I went to see them play when I went out to Denmark a few years ago. And they were, I think at the time, they were top of the league. They were a top team. Um, the season that he was with us, I think they were Europa League two years running. So he's, you know, he's managed them to a, a decent level. You know, a top team. He had a pair of a beef with his chairman who decided to go online. I you know, got sort of their equipment, at the Griffin Park grapevine under a different pseudonym and just started slagging him off, you know. As you do, very strange. But he did that anyway and he got rumbled and Thomas Frank was like ah, I'm not very happy about this so he resigned. So he left and he ended up joining Brentford. Now okay, he was not in a job but to me I'm thinking high profile, high caliber manager to leave Denmark, fly to England with his family. He's got three kids and a wife and he flies to England to take a job below Dean Smith. That's, that's quite interesting. Unless they've sold something to him to say, tell you something, maybe you've seen what's happened at Michelin, you want it to happen now, and put you in place, and maybe two or three or four or five years down the line, you'll be in there. And maybe that's the reason why, because I, I can't see any other reason why, why he would have done that. I mean, the, the Liberal, your thoughts on that?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. I agree basically with Dave. as I think Frank will, will step up two things. Word on the street is though that um, Frank's um, has a uh, his man management skills need developing, um, and that that could be interesting. So whether he needs support in helping getting his message across and 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 how he gets on with the players at the moment would be interesting. But the one thing I think we know we can guarantee with Brentford is actually whoever does if if somebody else comes into the setup. And we always do plan for the long term. So there will be somebody joining us. It will be somebody none of us have actually heard of. Mm-hmm. It will be somebody from a Swiss, the Swiss League, lower down the Dutch Leagues, might might be lower down the English Leagues. Although, I mean, I was looking down the list today. I can't see anybody that, that springs out from there. But it will be somebody that we and pretty much nobody who going for clickbait will have heard of. And I reckon that, um, you know, <clears throat> we've, we've had our time of uh, managers going on our message boards brentford message boards and creating a bit of uh, fuss Let, let's go for frank let's have o'connor stepping up and it will be somebody who we don't know coming along um coming from left field to say right i'm the manager or i'm going to be the head coach in two three years time
5: um i'm gonna go I'm, I'm i think thomas frank will be the the best solution for now i don't know his viability long term, but I think de- I definitely think that Thomas Frank is um, a fantastic choice. What well, a couple of things I would say is, um, uh, firstly, compared to when uh, Warburton left and we were looking for a new manager, then four years later, I think this this is now a very desirable job. I think I think uh, there are probably lots of managers out there who've seen this vacancy come up, and with the club in the situation that it is, with a new stadium coming up, a talented group of players. I think it's a very desirable job and I think we've got to be very careful that just because it is, is this really, really good gig that a lot of high-profile managers would want doesn't necessarily mean we should go for the high-profile name and I don't think that's what we're going to do. With regards to the bringing Kevin O'Connor up, I'd question whether or not that might be a bit detrimental to the B team considering the amount of players we've signed to it and the investment, should we say, that we've put into it over the past couple of years. So I'm I'm not sure bringing Kev O'Connor up is the right move yet. Maybe on a temporary basis, while Thomas Frank beds in. But I'd say Frank's Frank's a good choice for a manager, but maybe not long term, in my opinion. But can we get someone else for the B team?
3: Yeah, of course we can. Of course we can. And you know, Kev, mm. you know, Kev's on a personal development program as well. You know, when he when he has his meetings, he's he's, he's not there forever. You know, then, mm. you know he, he wants to be seen to be pushing himself. The last thing that Brentford want is for for, for Kev O'Connor to be starting applying for for managerial jobs elsewhere and that, that's 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 what we get if we don't promote from within. If mm. we if we if we don't give Kev the the, the the number two gig next time, he'll he'll be buggering off to to, to Luton or we'll be buggering off to oh, no, QPR don't get me, or, don't get me wrong. No well, yeah, right? no but I'm not, I'm not getting you wrong. No no that's just like I it's it's like that's that's the system. That, yeah you know we we we, um, we, 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 pr- we promote from within until the person from within isn't the right person and then you know we'll be mad not to, to 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 interview or at least kind of meet anyone and everyone that applies for this job because you know you you sometimes the the, the right choice comes from completely left field as yep. you know you know you know this bill in business sometimes the the best the best option is the option you don't even know yet.
4: I mean, yeah. The thing about the B team, the thing about coming from left field, is the B team actually is a really exciting opportunity. The way the B team is now structured, really exciting opportunity for a young coach, foreign coach, might want to come over here, gain some experience in the English game. So let's take, you know, let bring them in and get them on for of the B game.
2: Listen, hmm. I just want to ask you a quick question, Liberal, because you, you mentioned the fact that he's 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 a, not personality problems, but he has you know problems dealing with the players. I, I don't know where you got that from, because we got Danish sources and our sources said to him that um, Frank was really good at developing young players um, and bringing, bringing through young players and obviously Brentford have had a look to see exactly what he's like um, and from what we heard as well is that um, and this is something he's not have a problem with is the big name players which Bronby had it's a problem that is you know having to deal with that was maybe a little bit of an issue but that's probably going to be an issue that maybe Dean Smith's going to have at Aston Villa or any sort of kind of inverted kind of smaller name manager is going to have when they go into a a dressing room with big names Um, so I'm just wondering where you where you got that vibe from
4: Well, you'll get, you know, you'll get Chinese whispers on on these things and none of us know exactly what's going on inside a club and what goes on inside a dressing room. Um, And it was, you know, there's nothing to demonstrate. There's nothing to demonstrate that what I've said is true. There's nothing to demonstrate so far that what I've said is is inaccurate as well. So time time will tell. Um, But I do. I mean, you know, it's one of the reasons why I support. Laney and Robin here, and you know, let's move. Let, let's have Kevin O'Connor move up because he is somebody that players, young players, old players, um, players who know what Brentford is about. And Kevin O'Connor is Mr. Brentford, and he can install the spirit and has bought in totally to the programme that Benham and Co. have installed in the club before.
3: So it's yeah. interesting. I wish I'd sat on. The, I wish I sit on the New Road sometimes because I, I just don't. I can't see from where I stand on the Eden Road what Thomas Frank does. Um, during the game, but uh, what from what I gather, he he will he will intervene. He will kind mm. of stand up and then go and speak to to Dean, and then you know kind of give his tuppence worth into what should happen next. And it's kind of like uh, they they decide what the next move is, what the right next substitution is, what the next change of formation is, based on based on. All, all manner of permutations. So, you know, may, maybe, maybe, maybe Frank's Frank's the man. I don't
5: know. Well, was it? Was it? Am I right in, in assuming that? it... Sorry, start again. Am I right in thinking it was him who got who sort of held the ball off when Alioski was trying to get it back against Leeds on? Sunday, when there was that incident on the bench with what, the. Yeah, well, that, that's just yeah. a
3: one-off incident. That's it's, not it's, kind I mean, of. What I, think, what I
5: think is that that shows he's got a bit of a bit of fight about him. A bit of. Um, yeah, no, a bit, a bit of well, But he, well, he knew he, he knew he waste waste a bit of time basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, yeah,
3: you know, but, but, I think uh, you're saying he's a dirty Danish time waster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Listen,
2: but uh, it's interesting because I mean I've only met Thomas Frank once actually. Um, and so I, I can't actually form, you know. Again, previous managers, you know, Mark Warburton used to speak to him all the time. Uwe Rosler used to call us up, speak to him all the time. So you get a re- personal relationship with them. These we've spoken to him sort of quite a bit. Really, really nice bloke as well. Really personal, really friendly. He's got time for anyone. Thomas so Frank, I've only I've only actually met him once, and it was sort of kind of it was actually in a match situation as well as a, a B team game. And that just the one impression that I got from him is that he's really, really serious. Not serious, isn't that? He really knows this stuff, and he's serious, and he's he's serious about the tactics and the football and things being right. And I just
3: noticed him being sort of quite intense and just just serious, like you know. Can we can we can we make this clear, Bill? That you weren't actually playing in that game. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, was a I was a
2: substitute. I didn't actually get on in that game. You see, you know. So, but when he gave me my sort of halftime halftime talk, you know, he said to me, Billy, when you get on there, you make sure that you just run straight down the wing. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Carry, carry on running, he didn't put
4: you on at all. All oh, right, yeah, <laughs> but no, he's good. So, it's, no, he's, he's obviously good. got to judge a judge of good
5: character. Yeah, I so. just had, I've just had a thought actually. Um, I think Kevin O'Connor's got a very big role to play in playing this whole whole thing and being a sort of um the, the guy that helps gear everything up. I think back to when Annie Scott got sacked, and Nicky Forster was sort of responsible if arguably responsible for geeing the players up and getting them pl- not getting them playing but keeping them motivated. Um, and I think that's what Kevin, a sort of role that Kevin O'Connor could have again you talk
2: about Kev O'Connor because Kev O'Connor was actually meant to be part of Marinus Steichhausen's team Um, a lot of people may or may not have known that but that was the rumour that was going around that he was going to come in in Marinus Steichhausen's team but then Marinus turned up with Roy who was uh, his his, uh, Mm. assistant and all of a sudden it was a little bit just didn't quite happen which I think was a little bit of a shame probably wasn't a shame actually because it, it gave um, um, Kev the opportunity to step up to head coach of the B team and actually have a real more experience in, in, in managing and looking afterwards rather than being sort of kind of the, the players and, the, and the, you know, the the go-to person for Marinus Dijkhausen and I think he's probably got more experience actually being B team and this is you know after two years now or three years now he will probably be in a better position if he was given the job to step up to actually do something and,
3: and actually add more to the job. so I'm, per- I'm personally really, really confident about Kevin O'Connor. He, mm. he, I, I, there's, there's nothing about him that I, I'm kind of slightly dubious about. I, 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 I think it's probably fair to say that it's not his turn for the top job. Um, and I think that's you know that, that's not to say he's not capable of it by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it will probably be too. Um, too much of a gamble at, at this stage. Is that you know, we we stand every chance of having probably the best season we've ever had outside the top the top tier for sixty seventy years this this season. So so you know we we need to just make sure the next decision's right. Kev O'Connor, I'm sure, will manage or be the head coach of Brentford at some stage, and I just quite like the fact that he's been brought on slowly but surely and not put under too much pressure the kind of pressure that could actually see him out of football before he's had a chance to prove what he's capable of in Mm. football because so often you see youth team managers b team managers forced into taking the top job when they're not ready it doesn't work out they're sacked and they're on they're on the scrap heap They've left a perfectly good job, and I don't want that to see that. T- I don't want Kev to do that. I'm just going to bring Robin
2: in a minute, but I just want to say as well England under 21s are playing, and uh, Ozzy oh, Conza scored for England. England under 21s. Woo-hoo! Is,
3: which
2: is yeah, get in there, my son! So there you go. a defender has scored a goal for England. So basically, Brentford have put themselves on the map now again, <laughs> you know, properly. And everyone in the world knows about England now, you know what I'm saying? Robin, I was just uh, interrupted you that but get, get on.
5: Uh, yeah, I sort of forgot what I was going to say. Oh, no, that's right, I was going to come back, Dave. And um, I, th- I absolutely agree. I think that um, Kevin O'Connor is, is going to be, is sort of being groomed as, as Brentford's head coach slash manager, whatever you want to call it in the future. Um, I just think when I, when I was referring to him having an important role to play, um, you sort of look at the effect. Um, and it's, again, it's not a direct correlation, but it's not the effect that... Um, uh, so, But it's what Darren Moore has done at West Bromwich Albion is come, is come has been carefully groomed and sort of come through the coaching system there at a club that he's very loyal to and that he's very well loved at. So I think that's a similar sort of route that Kev's going down. Um, but I, I don't know how long Darren Moore was in sort of a, a youth team capacity and an assistant managing capacity before he became head coach at West Brom. Well,
3: it's, a, it's a really good analogy because Darren Moore was involved in West Brom's football in the community... Um, he was he was a club ambassador. He 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 was doing stuff behind the scenes. He he was he's very much part of the DNA of West Bromwich Albion. And, and you know, for him to be then given a chance to 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 lead that team would have would have been just a kind of a monumental and the right thing to do. So yeah, there is a, there's a clear, there is there is an analogy between Kev O'Connor and and Darren Moore absolutely for sure. So you know, you're right to bring that up absolutely. <laughs> Kevin is obviously gonna play a key role and a pivotal role in Brentford over the next few years.
2: And we've discussed that now, but listen, we're gonna go away, have another little sip, and have a little, little pint. We're going to celebrate the future of Brentford as well, but also at the same time, let's not get too complacent because we know that we still got a lot of hurdles to cross. So we're gonna have a little sip of beer and we're gonna come back after this twang. So we're back in the virtual joint. We love the virtual joint, because I've got all sorts of beers going on here, and I'm feeling quite jolly. You know, I'm trying to celebrate the fact that Brentford have got a new era, of moving forward, and I've got the Chums in here, I've got the Laney, I've got, I've got the Robin Hood, I've got the Liberal Nick, and You know what happens when you sit in the bar, somebody opens the door, somebody else just comes through the door, who you you didn't expect, they said, I ain't coming down the pub tonight. Can't make it, mate. Honestly, <laughs> it's, not happening. it's not happening at all. I'm in all sorts of problems, mate. I'm in all sorts of problems. Boom! They managed to get a card, a card to get out. And we've got the man, the Allard. He managed to get out and get down the virtual joint tonight. The Allard, how yeah, you doing?
6: I'm, I'm good. I think I, I went to the wrong pub. That was what it was, Bill. I was in the wrong pub. <laughs> Listen, I just, mate, this... And I finally tracked down the right one. That's right, mate. You know, when you go
2: virtual, you know, you could be all over the place, as they know. Yeah, so it's good yeah. to get, the, to get the, the Allard in the house. And we've been talking a lot about the man, Dean Smith, the ex Brentford manager we talked about the pros and the cons and what he's done for the club and also where we're going to go next but it's been interesting to get your point of view especially as you don't stand with us because you obviously don't like us you
6: go, to the new <laughs> course, you go to the other side of the
2: ground and you watch and you see uh, different things a, to what we
6: see i couldn't i couldn't be further away could i where i sit from no, you? you you
2: could actually you know you could actually sit you know back in the
6: back in your house Um, well okay yeah Yeah. but i'm right down the end of new road well away from you lot that's right
2: that's right but listen i'm
6: just wondering what are your thoughts on what's happened Um, in these past i I, you know i i thought it would happen at some point i i didn't necessarily hear it um think it was I, i don't know maybe i was a bit fast asleep to it all but i didn't i didn't think it was was happening now um but so, what? What are my thoughts? I just, I think my main concern is that I, you know, I always feel that, um, and we've said it a lot of times, that that you know, we we will cope when um, head coaches move on because because fundamentally things won't change in terms of tactics, style, that sort of thing. Um, but I just, my main thing is I just wonder about whether it unbalances us um, a little bit. And when I say unbalance, I just think possibly you know different people bring different things to the party um and um and you know i think smith is a it would appear to me that he's he's you know he's a very calm his manner and everything and um i guess he's a guy that the players really like and um and you know and and when i say unbalanced it just means that probably the atmospheres will be a little bit different at the training ground and um you know it's it's, it's hard for us to be really clear not going to the training ground on a on a regular, you know, basis as to what what change that will be, but I'm sure there will be a change. And um, yeah, so I just think he, he probably, you know, different things to the party that the the respective um, coaches bring. And obviously, there will be, you know, Thomas will um, Frank will still be around, and he'll um, he'll, you know, he. There, there will be some continuity, one would assume, because I, well, what I don't think is I don't think, you know, a manager will come in with, with his own people and everything, will, you know, will change. I can't see that happening Matt, at all. Yeah. Matt, you know,
3: um, we, we talked about this very briefly earlier and, you know, there was kind of like a, you know, not not contrasting thoughts on this, but do you, do you think the players would have picked up on Dean Smith's thoughts about leaving and, the, 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 you know, the, the uncertainty? Do, do you think that's played any... Any role in, in the fact that we haven't won for a few games or, or, or not? I,
6: I would think not. I, the only reason I say that is that, um, is that at the forum earlier it, it seems to me that this has all happened yesterday. And, um I'm, I'm, I might be wrong and maybe they're not let, letting that much out of the bag no, but no, it's definitely I, yesterday I I, I I get the impression this happened in a few hours yesterday afternoon I I think Villa were looking elsewhere um <laughs> maybe not dislike when we when we took um when we took Dean Smith on you know is is that is that you know we were looking elsewhere and um and I sort of think that you know I, I I'm not so sure I don't I Get the impression it happened very quickly yesterday, so I don't. I don't think that was the case.
3: Interesting. No, I don't. You know, I, I think you, you know you're, pro- you're probably right there. And you you stand or you sit on the uh, new road side of the grounds. You're closer to the dugouts, and you see the kind of the uh, the play out of the you know the the, ma- the the head coach standing on the on in his in his area. Um, and then O'Kelly, and then um, Frank coming up. What at what stage does Frank kind of intervene in the proceedings, and what role do you think he has in the decision making on match days? Um, I think he, I
6: think he has quite a big, a big role in it. To be honest, uh, I think it's more sort of. I, I do think it's sort of tactically. Um, I, I, it, 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 it's difficult to say, but but he definitely seems to be heavily involved there's no doubt about it um he you know the the three of them talk through stuff together um he definitely has points to make um it's difficult without actually hearing what the conversation is to know exactly what he's saying but um but yeah i i i definitely think he has a big I, i would suspect he has a big sort of tactical um part to play i think you know he he just seems to to have that about him, that he's kind of like more involved in that than he is so much than he is with maybe, you know, Dean Smith is, you know, he's got his arms around the players, talking to the players and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but but in terms of, yeah, I just think that he's sort of the, he's certainly part of the, you know, the tactical side of things. Um, it is difficult to say, but he definitely seems to, I think he's um, wired up. Um, I so say re- Kelly is as well. Reading um, the body,
3: reading the body language. Does so? Does he bowl Does he bowl up and go right? Enough's enough. <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough, of this nonsense now. <laughs> you, you need to now change this. So I, I, I can't watch any more of this. I think.
6: He, I, I think he puts his point across. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. certain of that. That um, he has, he has, he, he, he sees the game and um, and he, and he, and he reads the game and he, and he, and he puts ideas forwards.
2: I'm going to ask the question because everyone gets really kind of um it's interesting it's like your theory the allard with the striker where everyone gets really hung up about a striker whereas you know one of your theories is that you know if people are scoring goals does it doesn't matter if it's a striker or a defender or a midfield or yeah. whatever it may be yeah. you just need goals from all over the place is everyone also too hung up about a head coach because if our system is all about having loads of people who form a team and thomas frank was an integral part of the team so from what you're saying you see him on the touchline and he's not again not a chump he's not just sitting down there just doing nothing you know he's no, no. having no, massive he's input yeah. massive input to Dean Smith who Dean Smith it looks like he's the you know the, the player person the people person yes he's got you know tactical stuff and everything like that but if Thomas Frank is so integral does it really matter that he's not seen as the head guy because it, our system is all about the team so the thing I'm trying to say here is that we don't know anything about Thomas Frank other than he was at Blondville. If Thomas Frank still continued his role as he is now, but it was almost like this is a very important role, you're getting paid very good money to be this person in this position here. We're still going to bring somebody else in who is maybe a people person as well and works with the players. But like, you know, you might even be more money than them because you're absolutely integral. Does it really matter that he's not inverted commas the head coach?
6: Um, I, it it may not matter in terms of the system. I don't know if it will matter to him. I mean, I think that you know, we 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 all probably convinced ourselves that that you know, did, did it matter to Dean Smith that he was manager at a club that that you know had a had a support base of ten to twelve thousand people or whatever. And I think we all convinced ourselves it didn't, and he was more than happy there. But ultimately, he did have ambition, he did want to go on. So, um, you know, and so it's difficult to say, really. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's fascinating to know what the next move is. But I think, in terms of for us, it doesn't necessarily matter who's head coach, who isn't. It's just about getting the equilibrium. And it's about, you know, the club sort of being able to, um, you know, keep, keep, keep the players we've got. Um, and, and move forwards in a similar direction with um, you know keeping the same types of players and those players wanting to play for us. I think that's what's the, that that for me is the key part. I think what 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 has worried me about all of this is that is that what happens in the transfer window. We can all and it's all very well saying and again I think Phil Giles said you know all the players are up for sale and if and if say so, um offer a, a, a good amount of money then the player goes. Um, but it's you know I I. Ultimately, you can't really stop players from going to some extent because if they don't want to play for you. You're in trouble, so it's really making sure that we still have we're still in a position where a lot of players want to play for us and a lot of players want to come and join us.
2: But Again, and that's I think be... you know that, that
6: that's that, that, that that's what we need to find in replacements.
2: It's going to be based on our league position as well to a certain extent, though, isn't it?
6: um yes yes players are definitely motivated by by success they are motivated I would imagine by money I would imagine that there's quite big bonuses to be handed out if the if um if the club are going well but but ultimately you know there's lots of money at, at, at another club and and well, maybe not villa because maybe they are in a bit financially a little bit a little bit in trouble but I just think yeah it, it's really about you know f- some way just carrying on where we went as much as seamlessly as possible, where we from carry on as we were going as seamlessly as possible. Um and, um, and that's why the you know, whatever appointments they are, because let's face it, this isn't going to be Thomas Frank on his own running the first team. Um, that that, that it, it it you know carries on the good work that's 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 been going forward. So maybe a few tweaks here and there that that can improve things. I don't think we're we're beyond being able to improve things a little bit here and there. So, are you nervous, scared, angry, excited? Where, where are you? Um, I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm probably nervous. Um, mm-hmm. And then when we get to the position where we where we make some form of appointments, as I said, I'm not saying it will be a new head coach. Maybe that will be, you know, Thomas Frank. I, I, I don't know. Um, then I'll let you know whether I'm excited or not. But at the moment, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. There's a there's there's, there's holes to to fill. Just quickly, who do you, who do you think it should be? In the short term, do you know? Oh, in the short term, I think you could probably put Frank and Kev together and
1: Yay. And,
6: Yay. And, and 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 it will probably work. Um, I but but then there's another gap that needs to be filled for the B team. You know, Um just, you know, yeah. So so uh, well, it, it might not be as simple as that. It might. It, it might be that you know who i think ultimately there's a lot of jiggling around needs to happen it's, it's almost like a restructure do you know what i mean like when you're in, in in business and you have to have a restructure and um and and to start with you know you've got some some names in the frame and and who fits where who fits where best and then and then I guess you decide, you know, what you want to recruit, and um, and I'm sure that's exactly what's going through the Reds at the moment.
4: The liberal. It's good. It's good to have Matt here because he introduces the intelligent comments into <laughs> the discussions tonight and really makes yeah. a lot of sense. Mikes mikes up, especially especially up when from you're on it, yeah. Up from you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just pick him up on one point. Is I don't actually. I, mean, I think what. That <laughs> was almost going down in the tonight. was to say we could have a rotating head coach in much of the way that we rotate the players. I don't actually think... I was captain, sorry. I don't actually think that, that would work. The I, one I, I, thing that would be interesting to see is we've had, in the last couple of games, we've had two pretty poor first-half performances and somebody in the dressing room at half-time has given a um, sort of uh, rocket. We've made a couple of tactical tweaks. But we've also, somebody in that dressing room has obviously given the players a bit of a rocket and a pep talk, and they've come out for the second half all fired up, vim and vigour, and put on yeah, a much yeah, better yeah. performance. Now, whether, that's, whether that is Frank's um, uh, forte uh, remains to be seen. But that, again, perhaps, perhaps that's where Kevin O'Connor can quietly uh, have a few words with players about, you know, that wasn't a Brentford performance in the first half, lads. Get, knock it together this is the way we'll change the tactics around and off we go and put in the second half but so it'd be interesting to see how that works well it's interesting to yeah.
2: talk about the rocket thing just quickly because again i mean they're going all around the houses here but they had um sam soldiers and i think he was talking it might have been on was it on love sport today he was talking on a, on a radio show it might have been love sport or it might have been um talk sport and he was saying the fact that um he, he understands why john terry has come in as an assistant to Dean Smith, even though we're not quite sure if he is actually the assistant, because (laughs) Dean Smith is very quiet and he's very calm and very meek and mild, you know, and so he can't see him giving a rock. So John Terry's been brought in to give them the rocketing, and he's played under Dean Smith, so whether or not this is true or not, or maybe he's just got a different style, that is quite interesting.
6: Yeah, to be honest, my my theory on that is that, is that I'm not sure Villa trusts Dean Smith with... um, potentially some of their players that are more, um, you, know, you know, that they've got stars at the club. And I suspect that they that the concept, and I don't know if it'll work, I suspect it probably won't, but the concept is is that, is that John Terry's there to make sure that there's a conduit between, you know, a new head coach who ultimately they're probably thinking, who? Um, because, you know, what level did he play at, et cetera? Um, what, what level has he managed at? Um, and there's some sort of conflict between the head coach and these sort of, you know, do you think do you think all, that's you know, term, Those sort of players, do you think, no, do, do you think no, it's
3: fair. Like, like, so, well, so, so problem, you know, <laughs> what, what, levels, like, he played at, but what, what levels, John Terry coached at, you know? Yeah, 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 no, I
5: agree,
6: with that. But, 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 I just think that, but I, yeah, and that's and that's kind of my point is that I, I suspect suspect they were a little bit nervous of the appointment. And and um, and and the, and the point of, of having John Terry around is to provide that sort of stability. Um, right. Although we all know he's not the most loyal. No, it's, it's interesting talking. the other as well. Yeah. I go <laughs>
2: there for legal reasons. You, you made a little you made a little comment of it earlier as well, which I thought was quite interesting, quite funny. Because obviously, the other thing that sort of worries me a little bit, and again, the worry isn't about Dean Swift going because we think that could be potentially it could be good for us. But all of a sudden is that if he gets them into gear there's another potential promotion place, which at the moment Villa aren't in the promotion places. So all of a sudden, if he moves them into that, there's a promotion place, which is one less that we need to be kind of going for, like I was saying. So um, I thought it was an interesting thing when you said when John Terry had come in, you were quite delighted with that. And then then six hours later, when we had the O'Kelly had been put into the assistant manager's job, you were like, oh no. We, yeah. we, we want yeah. the John Terry to stay there because it's more chance of it actually
3: screwing up if, he, if he's there. Yeah. <laughs> we want the calamity, that's what we yeah,
6: thought. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. I mean, my perfect scenario was Dean Smith and John Terry trying to work together um, <laughs> with, you know, with Smith completely ostracised, you know, with nobody going with him. I thought that would have been brilliant, um, <laughs> as a, as, as not as an Aston Villa fan. And, you know, obviously, I, you know, I, I don't, I've got nothing against Dean Smith. Um, but, but ultimately, he's now manager of a club I don't support, so I don't want to see him do particularly well. Um, so, so I did, it, it, yeah, it, 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 I was a bit disappointed when it seemed that actually he was going to be able to take State.
3: It's fair to say that now, isn't it? You know, none of us wish Dean Smith no. any, any harm, but, you know, we, we, we haven't got to wish him success, have we? Uh, we uh,
2: don't not, want him to be successful, no, we just that. want him no. to just, yeah. uh, you know, have a good time and just. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Right. For for personal yeah. reasons, I want him to hang. I want him to hang in there because I, you know, he's a he's a good man, and you know, he won't deserve the rubbish that Villa will dump on him eventually. Yeah. Sooner yeah. rather than later, I fear. So so, so the so the question
3: was: Will Brentford move into their new stadium before
6: or after Dean Smith sacked? Oh. Uh, to oh. be honest, oh. Oh. before really. I'm, I'm not so sure. I, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, uh, for, me, for me. For me, I, I think it's a club that are trying to restructure, and there's and there's some, and there's you know, obviously they're trying to do things the right way, But the, the whole John Terry thing makes me think that they still don't quite get it.
3: So it so answer
6: so answer the question. The I, I think I'd be surprised if still there.
2: You said that you'd be surprised
4: if he's still there. Is that correct? were
6: moving the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry,
4: yeah. I, mis- I misheard the question as well. Though no, I, I would be, I would be surprised if Dean Smith is is, is there much longer than the end of this season.
3: Really?
2: Okay. Yeah. No, me too. Me really? too. So for me, I and mean, it's a really simple thing. Is that if if obviously if Dean Smith gets them up, yeah. if he gets them up, he'll obviously be there. If he doesn't get them up, I think questions obviously will be asked.
6: Oh yeah, Very good I think, Yeah, I think I think if we're honest, we've got to say that we, you know, no one's got any idea how he's going to do at Villa because ultimately he's never done that sort of job before.
3: But he's got the he's got the players to do well though. You know, he's he's got the he's got the ingredients there.
6: Yeah, he has, but he needs them on side.
3: But the 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 fan base at Villa.
4: I mean, you know, we could be we could be a critical and complaining whinging lot at times. You know, magnify that by thirty by times thirty at Villa.
6: Yeah, yeah. I, I think there'll be a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation. There, there will be. And, just quickly. And, and I don't, you know, he's not, because he's not the big name, I don't think he's going to get the, you know, he won't be given that opportunity. So if things go wrong early, he's, he's he's going to come under pressure. He
2: will do. Just quickly, let's just go around the table here because I just want to ask a quick question and I just want to ask you lot, you know, how he's going to do at Villa and then what we'll do is we'll have a little drink and a twang and then we're going to talk a little bit more about Bees. Lady, how do
3: you think Smith will do at Villa? Uh, he has all the ingredients he needs to do a great job I think he will be ultimately undermined by the bigger persona in the dynamic John Terry will end up ruining it um, and the, if, if they'd just gone through Kelly and Smith I think that would have been um, a, a stroke of not genius but you know, it, it would have been the right thing to do I thought he. will do. He'll get sacked. When? <laughs> when? Um, sooner rather than later. When? When? December. Um, b- before the end of the season. Okay. Um, Robin.
5: Um, will I think he'll do well. He'll get in the within a, an inch of the playoffs. Fail. Get sacked. John Terry's appointed manager next summer. Yeah, lot. Um, I think
6: that. Yeah, I. Th- I think they'll finish mid-table, and he'll get a few games at the beginning of next season. And then, and then that'll
4: be it. The Liberal. Playoffs and he'll get fired
3: during the close season. you uh, you wanted him out of Brentford for long enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I
2: actually think they're gonna finish about fourth. Um, and he'll still get sacked anyway. <laughs> you know, because it's not gonna be good enough for them, they they think they should be finishing first, you know. But no no I think he'll I think he'll do alright. I will just do, I think he'll do alright there because he's got the players. And that's my fault. But anyway, look, we're gonna get another beer, another little twang. We're going to come back, we're going to finish up, and we're going to talk about Brentford and the future and where we're going to go. So we're back. We're back talking about the future of Brentford. Dean Smith has gone. We've got the new manager, head coach. Oh, yeah. well, he's he's in. He's in waiting, anyway. Thomas Frank's been talked about a lot, but just got to say, listen, maybe it's not Thomas Frank. Maybe Thomas Frank is quite happy to do the role that he's doing now because he's a technical man and he just knows all about the techniques and he doesn't really want to deal with it. the players full-time. He wants somebody else to deal with it on the head coach front. So it's undoubted that Brentford, I mean, I'm not being funny, if you're in this position, you will be playing wicked football, all of a sudden, finally, the whole world is going, Brentford, they're actually quite good, aren't they? And they've been raving about us, and all of a sudden, bang, your manager goes, or your head coach goes. You're bound to get people going, oh, Brentford, I've heard about them now. I'm going to go for them, so like Warburton when he was the sporting director and he had 27 names, some heavy hitters at that time. And we were alright, we, were all right. we were just, you just know, doing alright then, but if he got that then, can you imagine what we're going to get now? So you can imagine that Brentford are going to have to say, look, tell you something, even if we know the we we're going to put it out there and see who comes in. So I'm going to ask you guys, who do you think, other than who we got in house, might come in for it and who do you think would be good for the super, super beast?
3: Me, I'm going to go Frank de Boer. You know, you know, I've been p- peddling that name for a while. You you say the Crystal Palace fans will laugh you out of town, but if you if you look at um, Frank de Boer's record as a as a manager at Ajax, it is uh, exemplary. He he worked at the academy. He knows how to bring players through. He won lots of division titles. Um, he was the assistant for the Dutch national team. He's got a ridiculous amount of caps for Holland. You should listen to the guy speak. He is fluid in formation. He knows the game inside out, upside down. He, he is a player, oh, sorry, he is a manager that could take Brentford to the very, very top. Just because it didn't work out in five games at Crystal Palace, it, it means jack shit as far as I'm concerned. He is, a, if you could cherry-pick anyone, he is my next Brentford manager. But Thomas Frank's going to get it. It's interesting you talk about De Boer, because if you speak to the Crystal
2: Palace fans, they don't rate him at all. I keep saying that they said... Oh my God, what about them?
3: Not being really funny, Bill. They, they play functional football. They're, they're not, they're not in this, they don't play football like we do. And, and, and Frank De Boer was given the task of restructuring that football club. And because he lost five games on the spin, they pressed the panic button and they got rid of him. He was supposed to, he was instilled to play the kind of football that we're playing now. He, it was, he, he was tasked with playing progressive, attractive football. The fact is that Crystal Palace are one of the big clubs in the Prem and they can't afford those kind of players to play there. He is really suited to, for Brentford. You know, read 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 what he's done in the game. It didn't work out at Palace. It doesn't make him a bad manager.
5: Okay.
2: Listen, I'm not. And again, we're just throwing all these different views into the pot. Robin the
5: bee. Um, I just want to get the question with Lainey. Do you think it might be a bit, and I don't want to put this in the wrong way, a bit out of our price range?
3: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I'm I'm not. You know, we we, we no I um. Frank's going to get the job and Kevin O'Connor's going to be his assistant. That, that's what I think is going to happen. Mm. You know, we, we're talking, you know, Bill's question, which is a really brilliant question, was what happens if those two names were taken out of the equation? Right. And we, we can cherry pick whoever we want. And we're not, being, we're not being stupid. We don't want to say, like, Zidane is mm. going to be the next, or, you know, or if Alex Ferguson's going to come back and we're going to, he's going to be, you know, it'll take us to the, to the Champions League, you know we're within the realms of reality. But mm. I, I honestly don't think Frank de Beur is completely beyond us. I think mm. he's. I think he will be a really massive capture for us. But um, he's out of the job, um, and he needs a reputation rebuilt. And he can see what we're capable of. He can see the structure that's there. And I, I I don't think he would be kind of put off by it. Whether he needs the money or not, I don't know. But you know, Mm. it's interesting. I'd I'd be really excited. I'd be really excited.
5: Oh, I'd be, I'd be very excited by it.
2: But yeah. And it's interesting you say that as well because when we're talking about you know where we've come, how far we've come in four years, whether or not he gets the job or not, you know if Frank De Boer actually applied for the Brentford job, you know, it it kind of shows maybe, oh, look, this is where we are now. Quite similar to the joke that we had with three years ago when Dean Smith was, you know, applied for the job uh, at Brentford. And, you know, the rumour was that Klopp had applied for it as well and everyone's getting very excited and, you know... Uh, Oh, no,
3: Klopp was when Dijkhausen was... Mm. Oh, that's that's
2: what it was, yeah. Well, that was just just one step back. That's right, so, yeah, the (laughs) rumour was Klopp was going to have it, and
3: all the it, Brentford fans. It was actually it was Bookie's favourite bill. It was, it was up in, in the same, you know, it was it was there. His name was there. I wish I screen grabbed it.
2: Yeah, so he was he, he was like this, he was the, the Thomas Frank of the uh, of, of the you era, like you know I am saying. And uh, but it was belief at the time that he was going to go, where the reality is that it was no chance at all. But what I'm trying to say is that we've actually stepped it up a few gears now. We are actually getting people. Um, <laughs> if you <laughs> sorry I was just laughing <laughs> I don't think it's going to be <laughs> it's not a
4: friend to isn't that funny I don't think it's going to be you know. I,
2: I think the verb probably probably uh, it's good that he's uh, gonna have it but well, I don't think he's I mean, gonna be part uh, of it uh, well uh, think think about think about
4: other managers think about other managers <laughs> who are out of work. I mean
3: <laughs> we you, know. About, you know are we, are we talking
2: parallel conversations yeah there's <laughs> parallel conversations <laughs> but I, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen uh, the not no, sure. No, you know say so they no. talk about him being twenty to one but you know if he was two thousand to one it might be worth putting a fiver on him just to see what's gonna happen but it's not gonna happen. Anyway, Robin the B, what do you reckon?
5: <laughs> um i <laughs> um I, I, ITK, yeah um i would go with a name um one name that i've got in front of me is ralph Hazenhutti which is i um, oh. hope i've not um butchered that um, name too badly <laughs> he made cur- up uh, no no he's cur- currently the manager of rp leipzig in the german um, in the bundesliga the reason i've gone for him is because i've never heard of him um liberal, <laughs> Ni- liberal nick earlier alluded to sort of someone coming from coming from completely from left field not someone we've never heard of um i think any manager we get that we know about is going to have a certain expectation with them and a certain sort of okay they need to they need to do this well they need to achieve this they need to get to this position they will be responsible for signing these players um i think maybe something a bit fresher would do us um, well good i mean matt matt talks about the need for continuation, a bit of sort of stability and consistency in the wake of Dean's departure, um, I think I think that's definitely uh, necessary, and I think that's something that Thomas Frank and Kev O'Connor can um, uh, facilitate. But I I just can't think of anyone who screams out to me as being, yeah, that's the next manager. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Nathan Jones, considering what he's doing at um, Luton and the, what the job he's done there, but other than that, I, I prefer it was someone from left field who could surprise, surprise us should we say
2: I mean it's funny people talk you talk about going down to the lower divisions people are talking about Luton you know and people are talking about and Luton people are talking about the Cowley brothers at, at Lincoln oh, oh, now oh, I, I don't know if anyone's seen the style of football that the Cowley brothers yeah, play them. and, and it's, it's not brilliant you know the playoff <laughs> final they, they did a job um, they did a job when was it on Exeter was it um, and and, and the, they do a job, and they're very enthusiastic and everything like that. But uh, the Cowley brothers, from what I can gather,
5: are not Brentford, are they, the lads? No, uh, myself, myself, and Ed Verhead played better five side football <laughs> on Wednesday than <clears throat> than the Cowley brothers do. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. The Allards, tell us,
3: tell us what you think of them.
5: Uh,
6: um, no, I mean I saw them
5: a few a few
6: times um, a couple of years ago, and. Um, um, yeah I mean it's, it's, it's rudimental their style of football it's effective but it's nothing it's, it's the polar opposite to what we do um, and um, you know whoever comes in they're not going to be changing the system I can promise you of that um, it will be the same system because that's the way the club's built it's it, it, in the Ajax way that you know like, like Dave was saying I can you know don't, like Dave makes a lot of good points he sold me on it um, I but I um, you know but, um, but I, up, I, I'm not sure De burst coming I'm not sure he's coming to Brentford it's um, up. so it's, do you know but it's very difficult to, 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 to pick players that have teams playing in that way in the, in the lower leagues I'm, I'm I'm struggling to think of anyone to be honest um,
2: I mean Nathan I, Jones I, at Luton Luton are playing the passing game they pass passing of the ball around it's a bit narrower you know what I'm saying yeah. so he doesn't necessarily play down the wings he plays down the middle but uh, they do pass the ball around and also they have been known to score a few goals. I mean, they, I think they won 8-0 and yeah, 7-2 yeah.
6: or something ridiculous this season, didn't mm. they? It, I, I, I'm normally more of an expert of who we shouldn't be getting. Like, <laughs> you know, I go for a list of people we don't want. Um, um, I famously picked many years ago. I didn't want Terry Butcher as manager. I need for him to be appointed yeah. pretty much um, straight after. But that's another story. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for, for me, do you know what? It's, it's, I tell you what. Um, it would have. It's a shame that we're not that we're not in the post Everton Martinez period because he probably ticks a few a few um would have ticked a few boxes mm-hmm. um, having well, been. I've just
3: been, um, sat, I've sat just
6: tweeted.
3: I've just tweeted Frank de Burr and he's just tweeted back and he goes, "I'm up for it." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not sorry, I've been, Not happening. It. It's all bizarre. Frank, Frank. Frank's Frank. He says, no, he, said, he said, "I want it." He said, "I want it." Any money? He said. Frank ranks the in attacks. So, listen, I,
2: I, the Listen, the LR, just, I'm just interested, just, okay, yeah, go on. talking about his Premier yeah. League as well, what about the Appleton, who is funny because we had a bit of a sort of funny phase with him at one stage when he was, uh, was it Blackpools, he had a couple kind of funny team, then. then he ended up at Everton, um, not Everton, at Leicester, um, I think he was assistant manager just looking after things and what, what do you reckon, because he's, he's out of a job at the moment. I mean, he's out of a job at the moment now, and a lot of people are thinking, mm, "Well, you know, the Appleton might or might not." So yeah, the Appleton, I mean, Matt. I mean, what is what are you saying?
6: I don't know much about him to be honest. Um, I would sort of, you know, again, a coach. He what was he? Was he caretaker at, at Leicester for a bit? Um, so, and and I think it, but I, I, you know. The, my point is is that when you were talking about Warburton having, I don't know, 27 people trying to get the job, I reckon there'll be loads of managers that won't want to go anywhere near Brentford because I think they now understand how Brentford works and they basically can't come and manage the club. They come in as a head coach. And, um, and I just think it's a different criteria that we're looking for than what most clubs are looking for in a manager. Um, but in very, a way, very, isn't that good? And, and, and it's, something, it's brilliant. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about it.
2: But, but isn't that good it, because it, it rules sense.
6: out a load of people yeah. as well? Yeah, absolutely, it does. It literally rules out the whole of the list that you can.
2: And I'm sure that's what the you club is sitting. You know, they're probably sitting down there at this moment in time, just
3: ruling out a load of people. Bill, are you are you preferring um, Natalie Appleton or Nicole Appleton? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you something, you know, um, it's the black hole. It was a,
2: you know, it's, I, 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 it, it see, goes it over the, you know, goes over know, the see, bridge. Move on,
3: move on. He'll be John Perry's mum. No, no, I, I, no, I, no, I, no
2: I, that's that's I, that's in the DC era, myth era. We need to move on from that. But listen, we've talked about that, and like I said, so the, the Allard, you're still struggling with, and, and the Liberal Nick. I'm just quickly, you, is there any? I, Head coach. Well,
4: given uh, you know, <laughs> Laney's put a ridiculous name forward. I mean, Ars- Arsene Wenger's out of the job and he's <laughs> still kicking <laughs> around in London. Wait,
3: what, what ridiculous name have I
4: put forward? Frank the oh, more, more, to, more to the point. Actually, you know, if we were, there is one player down in my neck, uh, one manager down in my neck of the woods who who might be of interest mm. and has got a lot of experience at under-23 level, has... Played and been developed in a team that plays decent football, and that's Matt Taylor, who's currently the manager, uh, the manager at Exeter. I doubt whether he'll go, he'll come because Exeter actually doing quite well, and he's in his first job. But um, uh, somebody who shouldn't be totally discounted, and I, I reckon that will be somebody that we'll see moving up the leagues in, in the near in the near future.
3: I, I demand comeback. Rebels just come slightly too early for him. That's a shame. I demand comeback on this. Yeah. Just because we're not going to get him doesn't make him the perfect person for the job. If if money was no object, then I reckon I reckon De Boer will take us to the Champions League. There's There you <laughs> go.
2: There but you
4: know. anyway, I think we're going to have something left field coming from the Belgian third division, who we probably don't yet, haven't heard of. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Clive.
5: Clive De funny, you
4: should say
2: that. <laughs> but, to, um... we'll to the boot team. Oh, the boot <laughs> It, it, Listen, you know. we're all we're all you know just putting our fingers in the air because we've got absolutely no idea. And this is probably the joy of this type of podcast, where you know things happen, and you're thinking, we, you know, you you just want what's best for Brentford. But we've had a really good discussion today as to where Brentford is coming from. Fingers crossed where it's going to. The one thing that we, I think we have come together on the fact is that we're we're in a good place. We're in a good place, we, 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 we've got a system that's set up, we've got a set of people that are already there who we believe can at least steady the ship again, um, but then those people may take us to the next level, or maybe we can actually go out and gather other people from the next level. So, I think, next... Bill, can yeah. I just
4: come in there, because Bill, I think that's a really good point, because I think a lot of clubs with uh, who have lost their manager, a lot of top ch- clubs near the top of the championship who have lost their manager, Um, A podcast tonight from a lot of clubs, the fans would be really moaning, worrying, really concerned. If you've just listened to us tonight, we've been positive about the way forward, and I think that's a fantastic news, and that goes to credit to the system that is in place at Brentford. I can't find that much to moan about. I'm
3: just in the middle of writing my letter now. Dear Frank, (laughs) 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 will you fix it for me (laughs) to take... Are you you writing it in English or, or, or Dutch? Uh, yeah, Flemish. Um,
2: yeah, okay. Double, double, double but clutch, listen, listen. Like clutch. I said to you, things are going all cool. But what I just want to do, we're going to finish off last time because it's been a long bumper. X Big it's been an ex Dean Smith podcast today because he's our ex-manager. Everything is hunky dory. We are besotted. We are positive. We look at both sides of things. I just want to just go around the table and say what could actually go horribly. But just one thing: if things aren't going to go right, what?
3: Can go wrong for Brentford now Laney. we're going to get relegated why because we're we're going to implode it's going to be like a hydrogen bomb we're going to we're just going to lose every game for, between now and the rest of the season and do, you no, believe, no, we're gonna, do you believe that, that could happen though no no not at all no we're going to we're going to do fine you know we're absolutely going to it's like so some just say forget keep, about the keep, fine. We keep, talked about the keep, fine for an keep, hour and a half. Calm and, keep calm and carrying on. That's right, but what could go wrong? Just tell me. Look at, um, look at Well, what, what could go wrong is the fact that it, it can't go right all the time. You know, there's always there's always a chance that the next the next decision's gonna be wrong, you know. Um fortunately they had the, the wherewithal to realise that Dyke Housing wasn't working and they pulled the plug on it really early, you know, that, the, that they they have made mistakes in the past. They are capable of making mistakes in the future no one gets it right all the time you know dean smith did a pretty good job he could have done a better job you know he, he isn't the messiah he's he, he's done a he's done a he's done it's done, done a decent job you know you, you look at the stats his his win ratio was was worse than was worse than bruce's at, uh, at aston villa when, when you look at them you know when you compare the managers you know head coach to head coach so you know it it, just because the last the last position was a success, relatively speaking, doesn't mean the next one is, or the next one could be really successful. So, the, the, the thing that buoys me, the thing that um, w- will make me sleep well at tonight in, with my Brentford head on, is the fact that Thomas Frank has been within this setup for the last couple of years. He knows the players inside out. He has been. Um, very instrumental in changing um, formations during the game, um, substitutions. He, he has got a good relationship with players. We're in good hands. So whether that's short term, medium term, long term, who knows? But we're we're not about to we're not about to start falling on swords.
2: Robin the beat. Listen, this is realistic. What can look? We got to look at the dark side. What could go wrong? And and on the flip side of it, you know, just a quick. Positive.
5: Um, well, do you want a quick positive or
2: what could go wrong? What could go wrong is the main thing, and then quick positive on the back of it.
5: Okay. Um, the worst case scenario. I don't think it will happen, and I certainly hope it doesn't. Um, the Brentford fans, faithful, loses faith in the new manager and the, um, the post Dean Smith era. I think we've been through tough times before, where we've lost managers, we've lost play- key players. Um, and we've come through it, and we've come back stronger and fighting. And um, I think that's the message out of this whole podcast, um, out of this uh, the whole past twenty four hours, is it's happened, it's in the past. Um, I think back to the first podcast I ever did, did uh, which was sitting on the cross keys with, um, with everyone following uh, the three players being sold to Birmingham. Back then, we were just sort of like, oh god, what's going to happen? From what's going to happen next? And you look at what happened. Those three players haven't hit the heights they should have done, uh, and we've had we had another good season. So, the, the worst case scenario is that the fans start losing losing belief and don't get behind, start not getting behind the team. I utterly implore every single Brentford fan to look at the positive future that lies ahead, with a new stadium and all the potential that the club has got, thanks to the job that Dean Smith has done. But now, time to move on.
2: And Krosby's RIP, I will say as well, because Crosskey's has also moved into the Dean Smith era where Crosskey's is, is no more on the Brentford circuit for various reasons. Unfortunately, we love that place, but it's not part of our family. This is a really shame. But anyway, we'll
6: move to the Allard. Well, what I mean, could go wrong? I, what, for me, what could go wrong is that the atmosphere around the club changes because the balance isn't quite right. Um, and, and leading on for that um, a number of players want out or want to go and join Dean Smith during the transfer window and you can say no to them as much as you want or you can demand as much money as you want but, um, but you know that, that, that for me is probably my biggest concern I don't think it will happen but that, that, would, be my, that would be my biggest concern what can go right we can get somebody in and, um, and you know we can find another 10% because I, I think there's another 10% there Mm, I do. So, the, the Liberal.
4: Uh, we forget where we are and where we come from and we employ a manager like Frank De Burr and that blows the whole system
3: <laughs> apart. Um, I thought you were, uh, st- thought you were the, singing the blooming Smurf song there. On the positive side, I think that there
4: is no reason why they should derail. We've got the team in place. We've got the system in place. Uh, you know, nothing's going to change. We're on our way.
2: And for me, I mean, I think, you know, I'm not worried about who we put in place, whether it was Thomas Frank, and I think we know, and if it's right, it'll be good. If it's not, we'll, we'll change that. I'm more worried about us losing players because I think for the first time this season, we've managed to keep our team relatively intact. And I'm really nervous that we will go into January or next year and we lose our key players. Last year, everyone was laughing at us about Malpay. Oh, yeah, who is, you know, we need a striker. Now, bam, everyone wants Malpay. You know, we've proven that we can find these players, develop them, get them to the next level. We need to keep them for a period of time that they actually do something that is good for us. And we've been looking for a player like Maupi to take us to the next level. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I have. But listen, it's been a good chat today. This is Besotted Pride of West London podcast. I'm Billy Grant. I'm sitting here with my chums in the virtual joint. We've talked about Dean Smith. We've talked to giving him the RIP. He's gone. We need to talk about the future now. We talked about Thomas Frank, we talked about new managers, we talked about all sorts of bits and pieces. But listen, it's been absolutely it's been tremendous, as we say it, in the virtual joint. It's myself, it's Laney Lane, we've got the Robin Hood, we've got the Allard, late man, but he's all good, and we've got the Liberal Nick. And we'll be back next week. Don't forget to nominate us for um, FSF Awards. Just go to Besotted, click on FSF Awards, and just nominate us for six and eight is the, the, the club award and the club podcast please thank you very much we appreciate you listen to us now and fingers crossed after we come back from the international break and i'm off to spain for a few days as it is <laughs> as you do listen you know you've got to fly england mate you know, so I'm off the plane to, to go see England play. But when they come back, who fingers cares, crossed. Who cares? it's all We care. <laughs> I care. You know what I'm saying? You don't care until it's a big tournament. Then you go, no, actually, I really do like England now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, listen, no interest. So listen, it's going to be all good. We're going to come back after the international window, and everything's going to be all good. Bristol City are going to be squared as we say,
0: come on, UB. Please. Come on, UB.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone.